the Farm Advisory Service podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government. Welcome to this podcast on getting the most out of your livestock records. This podcast has been prepared courtesy of the Farm Advisory Service funded by Scottish Government and is part of the Thriving for Change programme. My name is Robin Mayer. I am a Senior Consultant and Area Manager with SEC Consulting in Stirling. I have rather too many years of experience of dealing with livestock records to remember. I have over that time seen many examples of both good and bad practice. So why do we keep records? We know the official reason is traceability. Basically, so we know that the food we supply into the food chain is safe, free from disease, traceable and managed to certain standards. Of course, on the ground, records are kept to ensure compliance with legal requirements some of which are enforced through the current subsidy regimes with non-compliance, intentional or unintentional, resulting in varying degrees of penalties to the business, ranging from a warning letter to 100% of BPS, greening, calf claims and LFAS. This is fortunately extremely rare. Many businesses in the past therefore only kept records to satisfy the legal and subsidy requirements and did not use them to further enhance the efficiency of the business. This fortunately is gradually changing as more businesses realise the importance and power of the information contained in the records. Many have gone computerised to ease the keeping and accessing of the information, particularly as EID kit gets cheaper and more reliable. I can tell you from many years of experience, if paper records are poor, computer records are not any better. It requires a certain discipline to enter accurate information on time. Mind you, this could be the case of the pot calling the kettle black. However, regardless of how the farm business records are kept, we can get some extremely useful information out of them, whether paper or computer, whether a bespoke package or just Excel. The first step to understanding the business, whether cattle or sheep, is to extract some useful information out of your records. It is not as hard as it looks, it just takes some time. Over the winter months is now an ideal time to start extracting information out of them. A key principle of record keeping is you can't manage what you can't measure. And also, we can't remember everything, or in my case, anything. But be careful, enthusiasm may get the better of you and you start measuring everything. Only measure what you need and will use. Start off gradually, and once confidence has been built up, maybe measure some more do not necessarily dive in the deep end. Fortunately, a certain amount of simple information is readily to hand and can heap huge reward and huge benefits to your business. So where do we start? Let us start with the basics, cattle records in the old red and blue book and sheep records in the orange book. What can we get out of them? Sheep records start on the 1st of December with a compulsory annual inventory. This can be taken as a rough guide to the number of ewes to the top, if that hasn't been recorded. Many efficiency figures stem from that number. Looking at cattle, a lot of information can be extracted from records, starting with calving interval, the time from when the calf last calved to our latest calf. There is a target of 90% of the herd calving in 370 days or less. What is yours? 
Look for unusually long time periods and irregular calvings, which are all lost efficiency. Calving date spread is dictated generally by how long the bulls are out and can be co controlled by quite simply taking them out. This period can be simply worked out from the dates of the first and last calving. The ideal target is 65% calving in the first three weeks, followed by 90% by the end of six weeks. How is yours? A nice short calving period is less stressful all round and there will be less disease and nice evenly batched calves to sell at the end. For sheep, then tops should be in for 35 days, two turns at 17 days. This leads, as with calving, to a nice compact lambing with all the benefits we talked about with the cattle. Back to our cattle records. We can pick out cows that have not calved as the repeat offenders slipping between spring and autumn without calves. Did they have a calf last year? The year before? Before that? Look into it. If there are problems, what is the cause? Is there an underlying health issue with the cows, nutrition or indeed a bull problem? These animals are passengers and cost money. The same can be done for sheep, but this would require individual recording. Barren animals are an issue and for cattle and sheep the target is less than 2%. If higher, ask questions. What is the age profile of the herd and are there a lot of young, old cows? How many heifers are going in each year and how many cull cows are coming out? The replacement rate should ideally be less than 15%. Too high and cows are maybe being turned around too quickly. Too low and they're maybe being held on for too long. Strike a balance. A similar calculation can be done for sheep with a replacement rate ideally being less than 23%. What age do heifers calve? Look up the herd register and it can easily be worked out. The target is 24 months. We turn now to losses. Sheep producers will be used to this. As we all know, this is a fairly common occurrence with them, particularly as our sole ambition is to suddenly die for no apparent reason, usually just after you have just spent money on them. But with both cattle and sheep, it is important that you know why they were lost and record it. Is it a disease, parasite or deficiency? Have they just gone missing, or is it something more sinister? Predators like foxes, or human ones like rustlers. Black loss, possibly? Look for patterns. Involve the vet if it is a health issue. I once was looking through sheep records, and we noticed a pattern of gimmers disappearing at the same time of year from the same place. There was always a suspicion, but until we looked at the records, we weren't sure. Regardless of the issue, Knowing about it helps influence or change management. After all, prevention is better than cure. Some targets to look at are as follows. In cattle, less than 3% loss in calves from birth to weaning and less than 2% loss in cows. For sheep, look at the scanning figures, lambing figures and lambs reared, sold or retained. What is the mortality rate? In use, it should be less than 4%. And for lambs, the scanning to rearing loss should be less than 15-20%. to 20%. The lower, the better. But whether cattle or sheep, look for patterns and solutions. If you know there's a problem, whatever the cause, it is easier to start to do something about it. Once you have started looking at the data, you can start looking at sources of animals. Do some, do better than others. The next piece of information we have is sale slaughter lines. Together with the animals kept as replacements, we can work out a percentage reared. 
For cattle, we are looking at a target of 94%. For sheep, we are looking at a rearing percentage of around 190% for low-ground sheep, 165% for upland sheep, and 105% for hill sheep. Obviously, these are guides, and it depends on location, climate, type of farm, etc. Now, if we add in the details from the sale slaughter lines, price, weight, grade, provided we have a start weight, which can be an actual or guesstimate, we can work out a live weight gain over the lifetime of the animal and start making comparisons between dams and sires, if recorded. Look over several years. Is there a story of an animal not performing? If so, do something about it. Some useful targets for sheep are an average live weight gain of greater than 250 grams per day and birth to slaughter of less than 150 days. For cattle and sheep, the shorter the time in the farm, the more efficient the enterprise. If the animals have gone to slaughter, you will have grades for the animals. Collate them and you can then see the spread of the grades. You will have the price guide from the abattoir, so you can immediately look to see how many animals were out of spec, either by grade or weight. This quickly shows where procedures need tightened up so that as many animals as possible are sold at the correct specification to maximise price. This is regardless of whether they are homebred or purchased, cattle or sheep. It can be quite an eye-opener when these figures are put down in black and white. The statistics gathered from the calves or lambs can then be related back to the individual dam. They can then be ranked on performance and decisions made. If sires are kept, comparisons can be made to them as well. Is one better than another? Maybe it is a sire you least expect that leaves the good performing lambs and or calves. All good, useful information. What other information can we use, whether it be paper-based or computer records? A diary is a good source, but of course, in most livestock programmes, these notes can be kept electronically against individual animals. Record calving and lambing difficulties, when the tups and bulls are out, and whether animals are lame, etc. These can all be used to help manage the business by removing poor performing animals. In this context, a useful target for use at lambing are interventions of less than 5%. A diary is a very useful tool. We all, of course, have to keep medicine records, and the more detailed they are, the better. This is where a computer package definitely has an advantage. Once everything is recorded, medicine use, routine treatments, ailments, etc., medicine use and ailments can be analysed. Are there some animals being treated more often than others? Is one medicine being used time and time again? For example, same wormer not being rotated? Are there problems rumbling on undiagnosed? For example, lameness greater than 5%, abortion greater than 2%. With good records, it helps a vet make a meaningful animal health plan for the farm. Costs can also be calculated per head and per enterprise, which is extremely useful for benchmarking. While on the subject of costs and benchmarking, feed costs can be calculated. It is a bit of work to split them up between enterprises and stock, but well worth the hassle. It then gives you true, meaningful information that you can use to compare year on year and to use as a benchmark against other businesses. Of course, don't forget the mineral buckets, creep feed, straw and silage that get used. Silage is not a cheap feed to make. All this is basic information that can be collated and used without necessarily relying on a computer. It will be time consuming depending on numbers, but until you do it, you really have little control over the business. 
So how can we now go forward to the next level? Admittedly, it becomes much harder on paper, but becomes much easier if using a computer and compatible EID equipment, particularly with the numbers involved in Sheep. Have you a Waycrate Crush? What type of Wayhead has it? How often do you use it? Regardless of the type of answer, it will probably be not enough. Digital Wayheads can be set up to work with or without EID. They can be capable of independently storing records entered manually or through UID. They don't necessarily need to be connected to a handheld or computer, but to get the best out of them, they are better linked to a compatible program and device. If the crater crush has a rotary way head, they can still be used, it's just more time consuming. Basically, weigh everything. Cows and ewes, lambs and calves, bulls and tups. This is done for several reasons. In the young stock, regular weighing allows live weight gains to be tracked and monitored. If it is poor, the reason can be investigated. Deficiencies, lack of grass, poor grazing management, etc. Individual performance can be monitored more closely, so poor doing animals can be investigated. For breeding stock, it gives information that can be coupled with condition scoring to monitor whether they are losing or gaining weight and or condition, or whether they need to lose or gain weight for bulling, tupping, calving or lambing. If everything is being individually accorded, the performance figures can be linked back to individual dams and bulls. Maybe the bull or tup you thought wasn't the best. Of course, the other real benefit of weighing is that you can actually treat animals with the correct dosage of medicine rather than guessing. This allows the drug to be used effectively and helps reduce the incidence of resistance through underdosing and wastage through overdosing. A little bit extra when dosing above the recommended dose is just a waste. It will not do any more good. As technology improves, there are more and more EID drenching and injector devices on the market. They use the weight picked up off the scale to give an accurate dose of the medicine. Weaning weights and dates can now also be kept. This is important as calves at weaning should weigh 50% of their dam's weight. Cows can be ranked in efficiency and compared year on year. The number of days to weaning can be worked out and adjusted for a 200 day weight for benchmarking purposes. For lambs, live weight gain can be monitored with an average gain of birth to weaning of greater than 280 grams per day. Lambs should be weaned at 60 to 100 days and a 90 day weight can be calculated again for benchmarking purposes. In sheep, a useful target for the ewe is to rear her body weight in lambs, excepting this is not the case on the hill. The final advantage of weighing is that more accurate rations can be prepared and fed. Weight gain can be monitored to see if the animals are performing as expected or that the rations require to be tweaked. This leads to better performance of the animal and more efficient feed use. Finally, what of course is missing are PD results for both cattle and sheep. Scanning is extremely useful as empty animals can be culled, removing passengers from the herd or flock. Individuals' performance can also be monitored, for example, the number of calves and number of lambs expected per ewe. They can then be split into groups to feed and manage appropriately, rather than just guessing if they are in calf or in lamb. It is also beneficial to compare actual births, alive and dead, to scanning results to see if there is an unusually high loss indicating a problem. As a guide in sheep, it should be less than 5%. With all this information to hand, sale, purchase prices, feed, medicines, etc. 
a realistic margin can be worked out per animal if individually recording or per ewe globally if not. These again can be used in benchmarking whether comparing individuals within the flock or herd or between individual farms. With all this information, meaningful comparisons can be made between dam, sire, breed, sex and even different producers that you bought lambs or calves from. To sum up, as mentioned previously, all these records can be kept in paper or Excel. But as the amount of information increases and numbers increase, it becomes increasingly harder than using a bespoke package. Bespoke packages can use handhelds, mobile phone apps and stick readers, all utilising EID for both cattle and sheep to make data collection faster and easier. Remember the caveat I had at the beginning, if you are poor at paper records, computers are not the magic bullet, but they can hold a vast amount of information and process it quickly. One plea here is that if records are held on computer, please make sure there are sufficient backups held off the computer. If I had a pound for every person who had phoned me with a dead computer and no backups, I'd be a very wealthy person. It is one of the most stressful phone calls you can get and there is no cure other than starting again. The key here is putting good information in to get good information out. This can all be used to drive your business forward in the years to come. Benchmarking was mentioned and it's a great tool either with informal groups or a group of individuals to compare performance figures against each other or against standards. Costs, performance, production can all be compared and figures that are off the mark can be investigated. They may not be wrong. The important thing is the question has been asked. Useful sources of data for benchmarking are QMS, AHDB and Farm Advisory Service. Do not be afraid to do it. By continually analysing our records, you can set targets for the business that are specific, for example, reducing the calving period or increasing the number of finished lambs, measurable, where you can measure the calving period, count the change in finished lamb numbers, achievable and realistic, yes, they both can be, and finally, time-bound, both can be done within a year. The acronym SMART is used to achieve this, specific measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. These can then be assessed at the end of the period and new targets set. By continually analysing, setting, and monitoring targets, you will build an efficient business that will take you forward in these uncertain times. You have the bulk of information to hand, just use it. My thanks to Farm Advisory Service for supporting the podcast Further resources, webinars and tools can be found on the Farm Advisory website at www.fas.scot. Thank you.